Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're all having a blessed day today. Ted's getting logged in right now, and I saw something interesting. Somebody emailed me this this morning, and actually on Monday, the federal government actually released a detailed hospital-level data showing the aspects of COVID-19 in the hospital systems in all the counties across the entire country. This is a very interesting map. I'll have post on the website. It says, using an analysis from the University of Minnesota's COVID-19 hospitalization tracking project, NPR has created a tool that allows you to see how your local hospital and your county overall are faring. And so it's interesting map. You can actually click on pretty much every single county across the entire you know, country, and you can look and see how many alleged COVID-19 patients are as far as in the beds, how much percent of them is. And it's interesting. I looked at Florida, which Florida is, I mean, <laughs> incredibly good, actually, for what it is. And you go down to Palm Beach County. Cause you guys remember I talked to you yesterday about Wallet Hub, which did a giant hatchet job on the state of Florida, and most particularly Fort Lauderdale, ranking it the least safe city in the entire country due to its COVID problems, because Fort Lauderdale is so dangerous only because of COVID. Now, of course, as I said, it was a complete and total hatchet job yesterday. It's designed to try to punish Florida in the media due to DeSantis not wanting to lock down. Well, if you click on this interactive map, Palm Beach County, which is where Fort Lauderdale is, it has a whopping in the entire county. 11% of the beds are occupied by COVID-19 patients. 11%. That's it. Wow. 11% wow. of the beds are COVID-19 patients, which is minimal at best for any type of hospital and very easily handled, no doubt. Once they start reaching, you know, 20, 30, 40%, there starts to be some more stressors that roll in, but 11% guys, come on. You got Wallet Hub do a full blown hatchet job on Fort Lauderdale yesterday. Absolutely unacceptable from the mainstream media. And that is why I keep calling out so many lies from everything they're trying to promote. And it looks like you, uh, Ted, did you get logged in? Yeah, I am. I, I got, I've got a breaking news story here quick, Austin. Let me throw this in here while we got the first yeah. listeners coming in. Uh, Mike Whitehouse contact. This is a personal friend of Donald Trump. I mean, this is, this is big news this morning. We're breaking it on the show now. Hopefully it comes true. He called me this morning and I could play you the audio, but I don't want to reveal his name or his voice. And he basically said that one of Trump's best friends had dinner at the White House last night. I mean, went up to Washington, D.C., went to the White House, had dinner with him last night. His best friend called him this morning and said he had met with Trump for several hours at dinner by themselves, and Trump convinced him that he had this election in the bag and would win through the Supreme Court or would win with prevailing things that they're doing, and that Rudy Giuliani is supposed to be making a news release this morning. He said 11 o'clock. I'm not sure if that's going to be the exact number or time. I don't know. But uh, that's the story that I got this morning from one of my key White Hot contacts, who is a friend of Donald Trump's, who is best friends with the guy who is best friends with Donald Trump. So that's the story right there, guys, on what's going on. And so we have to just, you know, 
<laughs> this, you know, we've often I've called this thing a circus clown show since the beginning, and it is. And it's not so much that, you know, it's going to be a big difference. And we talked about this this week, whether or not Biden wins or Trump wins as far as our wars in Afghanistan and our Federal Reserve policies and all the other stuff. But here's the problem. This country that we live in, this is like the last place on the planet that we can go to that has any type of freedom left. I mean, any type of freedom. I mean, you know, there's no place else to escape to. It's like our last stand on Earth. And this is the thing that we've got to understand that, you know, am I concerned as far as if policy changes are going to take place, whether Trump or Biden go in? I think it's going to be the same because I think the Rothschild Kabbalists completely run and control the planet as it is. I do. So I don't think there's going to be any problem as far as that is concerned. But we can't let this go down and be completely defrauded like this and say it's okay because it's not. It is not okay, guys. We've got to stand against this, and we have to do everything we possibly can to not let this election fraud take place. Very, very, very critical. By the way, uh, this is an interesting story. I'm going to cover this with you real quickly while I'm on this topic with the vaccines and the coronavirus and the election and everything else this morning. Uh, Brandy Vaughn, who was a huge whistleblower against the FDA and the CDC, uh, who basically was an anti-vax whistleblower. She used to sell Vioxx when she was working for the pharma industry, and then she realized that it was doubling the risk of heart attack and strokes. And she went out and did a whistleblower job about four or five years ago against what was going on with vaccines. And she was very, very clear and said that she was not suicidal, that she was not taking any prescription drugs. And she's a young lady. She's probably around 40 years of age. And she was found dead this week on Tuesday, Wednesday, they're not sure of the day, the time of death, by her nine-year-old child. And she was she had told people repeatedly that she was scared that she would be poisoned. Now, there you go. So we did, I want to share that with you guys. These people are playing for blood. They are. This group of Sabbatean Kabbalists that run the media, that run the world, that run all of the major broadcast centers in the world, they're out there, and they're doing everything they possibly can to control the narrative, regardless of who's in the White House. These are the same guys who do this all of the time, and we need to realize that. I mean, they own ABC, CBS, NBC, all of them. 95, 90 to 95% of all the media is controlled through the international black banking houses, through BlackRock and other investment firms. This is what we have going on right now, and it's massive, massive, massive propaganda. You know, just like, you know, we have this, this now this attorney general up in Michigan, this hardcore lesbian who adopted this child who's also Jewish and absolutely hates Jesus Christ, atavistic hatred of Christ, is talking again. She won't shut up about how her adopted son was devastated after hearing Merry Christmas. Well, how about your adopted son was devastated when he found out that you like girls? How about that? How about that? How about you say that? You weirdo. I mean, I, I can't even believe that this is going on and that we can't get this out of the media and out of the news. And but another story was broken on that today. And now one other thing I want to share with you, too, is there was a singer, and her name was Tila Tequila. She still is. You guys have probably heard of her. I really never paid any attention to her before. But she's a singer, did a lot of rap songs. And she came out you know, a few years ago when Paul Walker died. Remember this vaccine lady died. And, you know, and now this, you know, the, the Brandy, uh, you know, Brandy Vaughn died. 
and, and forgive me because all these stories are breaking, and I had I didn't have a lot of time to set this together this morning on the show, but I want to cover it with you guys. And and, and basically, this tequila said that she felt that Paul Walker's death was a ritualistic murder. That's what she said. Now she's one of the Hollywood insiders out there. And I've said to you guys that Paul Walker, the research that I had seen when he first died, said that he was going to die. This is speculative. This is what I heard. I can't prove this. I'm just saying that this is someone else's opinion, not mine, that he was he was involved with vaccines being he was going to blow the whistle on vaccines being used as sterilants. And that's why I wanted to bring this up. He died on November the thirtieth, twenty thirteen in California, close to LA driving a Carrera GT. His daughter sued Porsche Motor Corporation and basically got a settlement from them for wrongful death. And now Paul Walker, Tequila, is saying that he died of a ritualistic murder. And it's interesting to me because Paul Crouch, and I'm just going to bring this up. You guys, whatever you want to say, he also died right there in L.A. on November the 30th on 2013. His name was also Paul. And so you guys do some research on this. I'm not going to go any further as far as speculation on all that. But something happened with Paul Walker's death, just like something happened with the death of this vaccine whistleblower, Brandy Vaughn. And so this, what we do on this show, on the Ted and Austin Brower show, is pretty, uh, how should I say, uh, pretty dangerous, to be honest with you, because we don't play the game with these guys. We tell you who's doing it, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. So I really, really appreciate your prayers because it's really important for you guys to pray for us because we pray for you every day and just put a hedge of thorns around us, surround us with angels, plead the blood of Christ over us, and let's stay together as a family here and continue to support and protect one another through prayer. Really important. Also, one of our listeners, Troy, thinks he may have coronavirus. He's got all the symptoms, including including a loss of smell and taste with high fever. So you guys would need a chance to pray for Troy this morning. So all of these things are all these news stories are all kind of coming together this morning. So forgive me for being a little bit disjointed here as far as covering all this. But there's a lot of stuff happening right now today. So let's all stay tuned to see if really Giuliana makes another news announcement today. And let's see if anybody will actually pick up his news story. Let's see if anything but no alt news will pick it up. We're going to find out pretty quick. Austin, what do you think, bud? Well said. And, I mean, yeah, the incident with Brandy Vaughn has been, I mean, I, I saw it, too, this morning, and it's very, very troubling. Um, you know, I think she was found by her 9-year-old son. Uh, the, the weird part about this whole incident is they're still saying that the cause of death is currently unknown, um, which is very odd. I mean, you have a woman that's fairly healthy, to my knowledge, basically says, you know, I'm not on any antidepressants. I would never commit suicide. I'm very alert and very aggressive on trying to make my voice heard for what's happening. And so she was very vocal about a lot of this stuff. So we're definitely going to have to continue to get the truth out and continue to dig in and find out what really happened with this. Because in my opinion, as Dad just said, this isn't coincidental. What's happening is now... These individuals in the mainstream media, these bankers, these clowns that are basically trying to start this new world order global reset, they're, they're doing everything they can right now. They're all in. I told you guys that this year. I said, this, this isn't one of those, oh, well, they're kind of messing around. No, this 2020 was all in for them. They knew what was going on with this COVID. They knew what's going on with this vaccine. I mean, now they're doing this whole dog and pony circus show. Their FDA now is allegedly, the FDA advisory panel is meeting to discuss the Pfizer vaccine. 
And I'm just, I just saw, I just kind of laughed. I just, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, are we, we really going to do this big, big, you know, circus? Oh, we're going to vote to see if it's going to go through. FDA has already made sure it's going to go through. They've already gotten everything together with Pfizer. This is why Pfizer is literally ready to hundreds of thousands of vaccines and they're ready to ship on dry ice. You think Pfizer would go through and spend billions of dollars producing a vaccine to actual the manufacturer point ready to ship if they didn't think the FDA was going to green light everything? Then you have, I told you guys yesterday, in the UK, one of the main health ministers over there came out and said, if you have severe allergies, you shouldn't take this vaccine. And then we have, you know, multiple people who have died during the clinical trials. And, of course, the FDA said, oh, it's completely unrelated. Don't, don't worry about that at all. It's completely unrelated. People are starting to wake up and get the truth out there. And it's our responsibility, not Donald Trump's, not somebody in the White House, not somebody in politics. It's our responsibility. Listen to me, my friends. It's our responsibility to get this truth out there. Too long have we deferred our responsibility onto somebody else. It's time that we stand up and we speak the truth and speak our mind. The more I keep researching, the more articles I look at on social media and every time I look at these comment sections, I look at comment sections a lot for the main reason is you can have you know, some bots, you can have some trolls, but for the large percentage of the time, the comment section will give you the real standpoint on majority of how the vast majority of the people that are viewing that article feel about it, because people want to comment on it. And so when you have a post and it has you know, 500 comments on it, and you have, say, 400 of them that are anti-COVID vaccine, that gives you a pretty good indication that the majority of the public don't want this shot. And so that's what we're starting to see now more and more is that people are speaking their mind and they need to, just like Brandy Vaughn, just like individuals who basically are involved in this. It's time to stand up, hold your head high and say, listen, this is what we got to do. Now, again, we're going to find out what happened with her, but it's always very, very important that everybody continue to stay and hold strong to your convictions. Also, to another news, another Asian nation's Air Asia CEO, another airline company, has now come out and basically promoted the vaccine passport. So we're going to have our hands full in the next couple months. He basically said that they're not planning on letting anyone in without a vaccination and a negative COVID test onto Air Asia. So that's take that for what it is. And also in other news, too, this is interesting. I got an email from a customer and a listener earlier this morning. And remember yesterday I brought up the Wisconsin Air National Guard and the incident with the F-16 fighter jet that wrecked yesterday. That's, this is getting strange now. And so the F-16, it wrecked over Hiawatha National Forest. They're still trying to figure out how it crashed, and they're still trying to find the pilot as of this morning. Now, what's crazy about this, I did find this out. The plane crashed in the Hiawatha National Forest, which is roughly 879 thousand acres you heard that right it's almost a million acres so this is it is a heavily heavily wooded area i looked at some photos of it today so this is not some oh he crashed on the beach and they can't find anything he's in a very heavily wooded area but what's strange about it and this is what a customer and a listener sent me and they said and i quote here's the email he said 
Austin. The first time I went into the military, it was in the Air Force, and I was an avionic navigation systems specialist. Most of my experience was on fighter jets. If the pilot ejected in Michigan, a transmitter that the pilot always carries automatically activates and sends out an emergency IFF code 7700 so he can be located. However, if it was an EMS type of problem or an electronic magnetic pulse, electromagnetic pulse, the pilot would be unable to do anything because nothing would work, including GPS tracking systems in and on the plane. So I found that to be interesting that we have an aircraft that's still fairly advanced and, for the most part, very reliable, wreck without any type of legitimate excuse to us, at least what we're being told. And they're saying it was a routine training incident. So again, what in the world happened up there in Michigan? Why is it becoming so hard to find this pilot? And what in the world made him crash over the national forest like this? And there's pretty much zero evidence of anything that happened. Um, so I don't know. Now what's interesting too, now we have an audio clip from a emergency radio traffic from the U.S. Coast Guard helicopter. And they said, we have eyes on the crash site. No flames, no smoking, no smoldering, just some charred trees and some disturbed soil and that's what you could hear on the audio recording that was basically describing the scene from the US Coast Guard helicopter so again we'll keep you guys apprised of what's happening with this but if you know anything if you're up in Michigan you have any legitimate details of what's going on please feel free to email us and keep us posted on it because I always enjoy getting emails from our customers and keeping us updated especially because you are the true boots on the ground in these areas you know I tell you what's going on down here in Florida all the time a lot of our customers tell us what's going on in other places we all work together in this and we're a team to get this truth out there and again I appreciate the support what's your next story then What's really funny about that plane thing, Austin, is the guy says he sees some charred trees and he sees some, you know, disturbed soil, but he doesn't see the plane. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, all they've got to do is come in there with a helicopter and drop some guys down with ropes. They don't have to try to even get back there through the woods, you know, with four-wheelers or try to hike in. They can just fly a helicopter over the crash site. There'll be a transponder on the ground where the pilot's seat where he ejected. But now it's funny. The pilot is still missing. And he didn't talk about seeing any aircraft debris. And there was no smoldering. There was no fire. You know, jet fuel, it burns pretty hot. And when it catches on fire, it puts up a pretty good-sized fireball, and it's going to smolder for a bit. So this whole thing is very, very, very odd. And, you know, you hate bringing in the extraterrestrial stuff, okay? I mean, I don't like talking about that because sometimes it just gets really weird. So you got to kind of, but you kind of have to wonder, I mean, where'd the pilot go? I mean, where'd the plane go? You know, what's going on? Is this some type of new weapon that was released on this aircraft? I mean, the F-16s are old, 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 old technology. Now, it's a proven technology, but they're old. These planes are 50 years old. And so the problem that you have with all of this is why do these F-16s keep crashing? You know, we've had multiple F-16s crash in the last couple of years. And you have to say, well, why is that happening? What is the end game here? Well, guys... The other day, I got to see an F-35 fighter up close. I mean, when I'm talking up close, I got to step and crawl up into, as far as you get into it, the bomb bay doors where the missiles are released. I mean, I'm talking touching the aircraft F-35 full stealth fighter. 
and then they had it inside of a hangar at the airport in Lakeland. And I got to walk around the plane, look at the plane. The guy said, you can't take any pictures closer than 30 feet. Doesn't want any photographs closer than 30 feet. But he basically let us walk all around this plane that's not made out of titanium anymore. It's made out of composite. And sitting out on the tarmac, you know, being basically ignored like the adopted stepchild, I guess. You know, not that I'm saying that all stepchildren are adopted. Don't fuss at me if you're adopted. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that these planes were basically just out on the out on the weather, out on the rain, sun, whatever. They were just being ignored. But the F-35s were inside. Now they've had a lot of problems with the F-35s. They've even got a version of that with a Marine Corps that's a vertical takeoff. I mean, this, these are advanced aircraft, and so you got to ask yourself a question. You know, are these F-16s now expendable? I mean, are they using some type of new weapon system on these aircraft to take them down? I don't know. This is all speculation on my part. It's just really, really strange that no wreckage was seen, disturbed earth, and some charred trees, and no pilot, and no plane. Kind of like that time that airplane crashed in Pennsylvania on 9-11, isn't it, friends? You know, there was a smoking hole there that was already a hole before this happened, and a little bit of smoke coming out of it, and there was no plane wreckage. Oh, kind of like what happened with the Pentagon, isn't it, when the 9-11 happened? And suddenly we had a plane coming in at 600 miles an hour at treetop level. Let me explain to you why that doesn't work. And maybe in aeronautics, there's a thing called ground effect. It's like an air cushion envelope. You can't fly at 50 feet above the ground you know, at 600 miles an hour simply because you're pushing such an air envelope down towards the earth as you're moving that it picks you up higher. When planes take off like a, you know, on, on like a soft runway, like if it's grass or if it's, if it's muddy or whatever, they'll fly along the runway for ground effects to get extra lift. That's how powerful that ground effect is. A plane can't come in, a full-size jet, a 737 or whatever plane it was back then that crashed, can't come in at 600 miles an hour and be okay. It can't do it. It won't. It won't. It, it physically, it can't fly that low. It can't do it because what's happening is when you're going that fast and you're coming down, your your plane's trying to lift back up again because the wings are creating so much lift at that speed. You can't bring it in at 600 miles an hour. And I'm just, for the life of me, I don't know why anybody else hasn't spoken about this in you know in the aeronautical engineering groups that have done the research on this, but. The Pentagon was hit by a missile. It wasn't a plane. There were no wing marks on the on the on the on the, on the Pentagon, none. And the engine that was found was a small engine like that would be on a, you know, on a missile, not on a not a giant titanium engine on a giant jumbo jet. So, so so the whole the whole thing is ridiculous. What happened with that? By the way, Paul Craig Roberts wrote a really good article. He says America democracy destroyed. Or, or that's what he's saying. He goes in the United States democracy was destroyed by democracy. He goes, when I refer to the U.S. as a democracy, a couple of readers inform me the U.S. is a republic, not a democracy. And he goes, they are behind the times. I thought this was a very interesting article. He says, the U.S. was born as a republic, but the Lincoln Republicans valued empire more than the republic and destroyed the republic by overthrowing the succession of the southern states with military force. Interesting article, right? Now I got your attention. Once states were overthrown, the other parts of the structure built by the founding fathers of the republic were discarded. Women and people who were not property owners got the vote. I'm quoting from Paul Craig Roberts now. The U.S. Senate was elected instead of appointed by state legislatures. And today, a person does not have to be literate, a citizen, or have an ID 
or even be alive to vote in the United States. Today, all that remains of the Founding Fathers' electoral structure is the Electoral College. We could debate the exact crossover point from the Republic to a democracy, but that's not germane to my point. The American Republic was a democracy of male property owners. This is interesting. I never do this. The vote was limited to male property owners because the Founding Fathers' intent was to protect property from government. To succeed in this, the vote had to be limited to those who had a stake in the system. In other words, you had to have a stake in the system. You had to own property before you were allowed to vote. Now, am I saying that was right? No, of course not. I think everybody should vote. But that's what they, how they set it up. When the Lincoln Republicans' destruction of the Republic, the definition of a stake in the system changed in meaning from protecting property form of government to the use of government to loot property. A one-person, one-vote democracy has two distinct interests. Those with property vote to protect it, and those with property vote to take it away from their, from their use. Whereas a democracy is a property, owners is stable, one person, one vote, and then the democracy is not. In today, America today, people without children have to pay a tax on their property to pay for the indoctrination in public schools and other people's children. The people paying the school tax might be obliged to a mortgage and have only minimal ownership in the property. In other words, they are not really property owners, they are, but they are taxed as if they were. I thought that was interesting. Then there's the income tax. Few Americans, despite my decades of instruction, comprehend that an income tax means the government has an ownership claim on your labor like use rights feudal lords had on the labor of serfs and like the claim of a slave owner had on the labor of a slave. These claims were only partial claims like an income tax, never 100%. If the feudal lord tried to extract more than one-third of the serf's labor, serfs could not reproduce and revolt it. 19th century slaves were more productive due to better technology, so it only took about half of their work output to care for them. This allowed half of their labor to be appropriated by their owners. Many free Americans have experienced marginal tax rates of these magnitudes. I'm going to put this and post this article. This is really, really, really good. He explains how the United States got into this mess we're in and how the Democrats have taken over the United States with voting. And I remember I was on a show... In Atlanta, in Atlanta, many years ago, with Neil Borch, about 20 years ago, and he was still on the air. Great, great guy, by the way, great patriot, libertarian. And he wrote a book about liberals and conservatives. And what he said is that you don't want to be in a democracy, and here's why. If you have enough people come in from South America into the United States that are basically liberal or who are communists, and they get more than 51% of the people in the United States voting for communism and for democracy and for free stuff, the 51% can vote that the other 49% have to give them money in order to be, be basically you know, supported. In other words, they don't have to let the 49% earn the income they're supposed to. They could take their money away from them. Same thing as this. If you have a 51% vote that someone gets someone is going to be hung, okay, that's going to be basically a lynch mob, and they can go and they can hang somebody. A republic gives that individual rights and a jury by his peers, and that person doesn't have the – you can't just take him out back and hang them. That's back into the feudal system. And we've told you guys a long time ago that what they're doing is trying to take the United States back into a feudal system of government in which you have lords and slave owners, and that would be us, the slaves, as far as how they feel about us. And they want to basically get and extract as much wealth as they can from us. And the problem is these pesky slaves, that would be you and me, according to these guys, we have a tendency to roam around too much, and we have too much freedom, and it's too hard to track their property, which we are their assets, 
so they've got to inject us so they can track us at all times. The slave tracker telephones weren't enough. Now they've got to inject us. So think through this like Paul Craig Roberts. The name of the article I'm posting is America, Democracy Destroyed Democracy. Very, very, very thought-provoking article. And usually I don't read stuff that's that much of a paradigm shift for me, but this is very, very well written. It, it should have been posted last night, so it should be posted on the website right now. So, guys, I just want to share that with you. But we don't want to be in a democracy. And every time you listen to the news, we, what we have to so, so support the democracy, support the democracy, support the democracy. So the, democracy means it's, it's mob rules. 51% can hang the other 49%. That's how it works. And that's the sad part about where we find ourselves right now. Also, what do you think, bud? Oh, you're exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's one of the reasons, too, like you said at the beginning of the show, I have been so adamant as well about maintaining the aspects of a fair election, regardless of what the outcome is, whether you like the outcome or you don't like the outcome of an election. A fair election is the only way to maintain a republic if we allow a election to be completely and totally stolen right in front of us and then to make it even worse to have the people that stole it say we didn't do that we didn't steal it it's fake news we fact check that you're wrong you this it didn't happen to blatantly disrespect and lie to your face while they're stealing it from you is one of the most egregious offenses you can have in my opinion in a republic i mean that's essentially this this paramount of treason. It really is, guys. What they're doing right now is treason. If this happened back in the late 1700s, early 1800s, when they found out who actually did this fraud in the ballots and this fraud with these voting machines, they'd be hung. And it would be by a jury of their peers. And they would say, you've committed treason. You're, you're basically going to be tried. This is not okay. This is not something we can allow in a republic. You cannot simply run around and cheat and defraud an entire populace out of an election. And what's interesting, too, you brought up the property taxes. Property taxes have been something that I've, you know, I researched years ago when I first started to realize the truth about them and what insane theft they are. I mean, they're, they are one of the most egregious violations of our constitutional rights, property taxes. People go, oh, well, Austin, we got to pay for this, we got to pay for that. Yeah, okay. I gotta pay for a dump truck. I gotta pay for a garbage truck to come by my house and take the trash out. I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem paying that. Give me a bill. Why in the world do I have to pay taxes and pay money to a public school system that my children don't attend? That, that's the biggest one that I, I absolutely hate. I have to give money to a school system that promotes transgenderism and tells the children they have to wear a mask on their face because it's for their protection while they brain and train and indoctrinate them and I have to pay for that. That's why I told you that incident that happened a couple weeks ago. A friend of mine, his mom asked me basically to donate money to school. I said, I already donate money to school. That every single year I donate money to every single school in the county. It's called property taxes. It, it, it kind of took a minute for her to click on that and she kind of goes, oh, she didn't think it was as funny as I was. No, she does. That's the truth. I give a lot of money to schools every single year, repeatedly. And if I don't give money to the schools every single year, you know what happens? They take my home. They sell it on the courthouse steps for pennies on the dollar. Kick me out. Make me destitute because I didn't pay my money to the school every year. That's what happens with property taxes. It's theft. 
blatant theft at gunpoint or fear of reprisal or taking your home away. Unbelievably egregious. I've looked at numerous aspects of trying to appeal and work and do all kinds of stuff. They've got the system so bedded against us as far as the property taxes. There's virtually no way to get it gone without going through a serious, serious, serious litigation and fight for years on end and probably end up losing your property on top of that. That's how well the bankers have got it ingrained in the populace. And the funny part is, it's not funny, it's ironic, that a large percentage of the populace doesn't even think about it. Because remember, when you mortgage a house, they factor in your property taxes into your mortgage. So you don't actually pay outright the property taxes. They take it out of your payment that you pay every month, and it goes and applies to it. So you don't actually see the money going out of your account at the end of the year or in March or February or January or whatever month you decide to pay your property taxes. So the majority of people don't even notice it. Very, very serious issue. And something you brought up too, Dad, and this has always been interesting to me, and you brought up 9-11 in the Pentagon an aerodynamics of a plane at 600 miles an hour, treetop level. And I've heard the same thing from numerous people that have been in the air communities that was physically impossible. But one thing that I've always brought up, too, and I've never had anybody, including engineers, be able to explain this to me because they've said the same thing as an anomaly, is that, you know, a Boeing plane, right, was able to drop the Twin Towers, allegedly, in, you know, what, 20, 30 minutes? I mean, an entire Twin Tower dropped to the ground in rubble due to a plane striking it. But the exact same plane comes in at 600 miles an hour and hits the Pentagon and it blows a 10 by 20 hole in the side of the wall? Really? Really, that, that's, that's what the exact same plane that dropped the Twin Tower did? It poked a little hole in the side of the Pentagon, had a little, little, little dirt mound there, a little bit of smoke, a little hole in the wall? That's, that's all the exact same plane did when it hit the Pentagon. But when it hits the Twin Towers, it dropped it in 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> From an engineering standpoint, how can those two correlate? Just something that I thought I would throw out there as well. Always ask questions when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And also, too, now we're having the first Senate committee, um, their first federal hearing on election irregularities. They're going to hold a hearing next week, apparently, on the irregularities that took place. So it's about time the Senate actually is addressing this. It took long enough. They said they're holding the hearing on December 16th, and additional details, including witnesses, will be made available to address this. And again, I understand this whole thing is it's, it's a circus show. I get it. I get exactly what they're doing. I trust you don't just send me emails and explain to me. I know exactly what they're doing. But again, this is not something that we can just sit back and say, you know what? It is what it is. We'll just deal with it. No. We're not going to deal with this. We can't deal with this. If we capitulate and we consent to this and we just drop it and let it go and don't talk about it anymore and just kind of forget it ever happened, like Americans like to do now with their short attention span, there will be no living with anything in the United States because it will all be an epic failure. It will be a facade. Even the remnants of freedom that we have left, the minor remnants that we have left in this republic will be gone. There'll be nothing left at that point because these clowns will know nobody's going to do anything whatsoever as far as getting back and maintaining a republic because everybody's pretty much turned into a bunch of candy boys. I talked to a friend of mine yesterday about that and I said, that's one of the issues that we're running in now to. Same thing I've said before. I said, people have now become so scared to have a confrontation or to go against the grain or to basically just stand
stand their ground and say, no, I'm not going to put on a mask, the majority of people now just, they go along with everything because they don't want to have a confrontation. You know, and what a far, far fall we have gone since World War II and Vietnam and all the boys that basically fought and died for this country at that point in time because that's, that's what we were doing back then. That's what everybody stood for. We stood for freedom, allegedly, allegedly. And now we don't even stand for freedom or consent anymore. Now it's you do what you're told, you wear a muzzle, you shut up, you look at the ground, you stand on your placemat, and you stand six feet away from everybody because why? That's what you're told to do. As far as I'm concerned, I don't like being told to do anything, especially by somebody that's not feeding me or paying me or taking care of me. <laughs> I'll just tell you that right now. So when people start telling me I have to put a muzzle on because I walk in their store to spend money, I got a real problem with that. And the rest of America should have a real problem with that. And it's fantastic to see so many emails that I'm getting and so many articles where people are standing up. And this is why it's gotten so big on social media. And so many people now are getting this information and getting this truth out there and saying, no, we're done. We're done with the lockdowns. We're done with the mask. We're done with capitulating. We're done. And, you know, they're getting flack for it. A lot of these places are getting fined. A lot of these places are having all kinds of issues. But again, if we don't stand up for it, who's going to stand up for it? Because nobody's got our back anymore. We found that out. The the president doesn't have our back. The politicians don't have our back. The vast majority of the sheeple in America don't have our back. So who's got our back? Well, God Almighty and us. That's it. And so as patriots, we have to have each other's back because there's not a lot of us right now. And we have to continue to promote and take care of and support everybody that's doing the best they can to stand up for freedom and truth, Dad. You know, Austin, you're absolutely right, and, and this is why we pray for you guys every day. I mean, I'm, I know, I know, I'm being redundant with that today, but I'm, this is this is why it's so important. I mean, there aren't very many of us left. There's only a half dozen or so talk shows that are telling the truth that have any type of footprint. Period. We're it. You know, Jeff Rance, us, Chuck Baldwin, he's, and he doesn't have a talk show. He has a column that he writes. Paul Craig Roberts does excellent work. I mean, we, but you know, we just there are only a few of us. The vast majority of you know, Doug Hagman does a good job. You know, Dave, he does. You know, and Dave Hodges, he has me on, you know, on a regular basis, and he does a pretty good job. But, guys, there aren't that many. That's, there's, that, that's less than 10. Now, you think about that for a second. I mean, what in the world is going on? And then so many of the other talk shows who basically put out some pretty good information, they're secular. They don't talk about God. They don't talk about Jesus. And quite frankly, here's the thing. If you can't put God back into this equation, if you can't put Christ into this equation – you're not giving anybody any hope. Just, just the bottom line here. This planet is being run by a group of weirdos that are being run by a group of entities that are also weirdos. And, and so we have this whole planet, the entire infrastructure of the planet, from the media to the drug and chemical pharmaceutical industry, controlled by the same group. But, you know, notice that we call them the Kabbalists who they are. That's who they are. Sabbatean and Kabbalist Luciferians. Everybody else who doesn't do a Christian show wants to call them basically the globalists. Well, <laughs> it's way beyond that. This is a battle for our very souls. That's the bottom line here, guys. And that's why we have to support one another. We've got to tell each other the truth. We've got to support one another. We've got to be here with you, here for you guys. So I pray for you guys every day. But guys, think about what Austin's saying. He's right. 9-11 was a trigger. That was a trigger that gave us the Patriot Act. 
give us all this National Defense Authorization Acts and all the other crazy stuff that happened from 9-11 and pushed a draconian government on us. And I warned people back in 2001 when that Patriot Act was pushed. It was almost written exactly like the Enabling Act was in 1933 when Adolf Hitler took power, when the Reichstag building was burned, basically by a false flag according to most historians. And what ended up happening, it gave him absolutely, absolute control over Germany. And that's, it was almost the exact same wording. What was it, you know, 1500 pages of the Patriot Act or whatever it was, some insane document that got written like in one day? Like, anybody believes that? Are you kidding me? That had been written years in advance, and they were waiting for a precipitating incident to allow it to happen. And then what about the dancing Israelis? You know, we had dancing Israelis on the day of 9-11 that were on a rooftop videotaping themselves, rejoicing and dancing that the Twenty Towers had come down. You know, Trump ran for president. He called them the dancing Arabs. Hey, newsflash, Mr. President, they weren't the dancing Arabs. They were the dancing Israelis. See, that was the trigger that brought us to this draconian point right now where, like Austin said, stand on the placemat, you peasant. Six feet apart, peasant. Six years, six years, six years. Oh, six, six, six. Oh, yes, six, six, six. Stand there. Be quiet. Shuffle your feet. Hold your head down. Put the muzzle on, you peasant. Here we are, 9-11. If, you, if you've never read one of David Icke's books, now I don't agree with everything David Icke says. Don't, guys, don't get me started on that because I know he's not a Christian. I got that. Get his book, The Trigger, T-R-I-G-G-E-R, Trigger, like Roy Rogers' horse, Trigger. Get the book, Trigger, and it talks about the cult that rules the world, which is the Sabbatanian cultists that we're talking about right now, the Kabbalists, who basically run everything. And, and let me stop for a second here. Let me just kind of... Get, get, see if I can continue to get people mad at me here. Let's, let me get to say something. You know, as Christians, let's just pick on Christians first. You know, we've got all kinds of people that are good Christians and all kinds of people that are bad Christians. we got people who claim to be Christians go out and pick up whores every weekend and, and basically get drunk. They claim to be Christians. Now, I don't believe they're Christians, but they claim to be. They call themselves Christians. We have all kinds of cults that claim to be Christians. Most of them are based out of Kabbalah. We have cults like the Mormons who believe that Jesus Christ and Lucifer were brothers, which is complete nonsense, who don't believe in the deity of Jesus. All of these things are out there right now that we're having to deal with. you got the Jehovah Witness. you got the Seven-Day Adventists, which they're pretty good, but they just don't eat meat, but they've got a couple of weird things they believe too. But they're overall, they're pretty good people. And now here's the point I'm trying to make since I've already pretty much hacked off everybody listening today. As Protestants, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we've got to deal with issues. Okay. Me personally, I've got to deal with the fact that, you know, you know, my parents and grandparents and everybody else were involved in Germany and all the propaganda that's happened since World War II and all of the stuff that happened with the, you know, there was the work camps and the concentration camps and all that kind of stuff that I have no input into. I did nothing with any of that, but it's all part of my family's background and history. And I had no family members that I know were involved in that, but I do know that 70% of my family died in World War II in Germany. They just all died. They were all killed. So all of these things we have to deal with. Here in the South, you know, we've got people that had to deal with what Lincoln did to the South, whose great-great-granddaddy fought in the Civil War. We've all got these issues that we have to deal with on an ongoing basis. That's number one, two, and three, and four, whatever. But then we have to also look at, at Judaism. Judaism has all different types of sects. I've talked about this over and over and over and over again. You've got the Shabbat Lubavitch guys, who are the really weird ones who want to kill 90% of the planet and basically slay the other 10%, who only make up a tiny percentage of the total gross population of the planet, but they want to enslave everybody else. 
And then you have basic Judaism who doesn't feel that way, doesn't want to do any of that stuff, who just basically want to be left alone. But they think that you know Jesus Christ was a demon-possessed sorcerer who died the vat of sewage because that's what the Talmud tells them. And then you've got the Jews who basically, you know, who believe in the Torah, who don't go through the Talmud and all the other stuff. The problem I have with all of this is that we all have people in our own groups, Christians, Jews, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, everybody, who basically we don't agree with. Now, here's the problem. You can't just pick out one group and say they're bad because they're not. There's good and bad of everybody. Now, I mean, I believe in their beliefs and their structures and how they look at life and their religious views. I got that. But that's what diversity is. That's what the United States is all about. But here comes the rub. When you say anything about any Jewish sect, even the Sabbateans or the Kabbalists or any of these other people, basic Jews start feeling as though you're picking on all of Judaism and that you're being anti-Semitic. This is what I mean, really honest with you guys today. I mean, and it's, that, that's not the way this is supposed to be. We should be able to have a dialogue of who controls the planet. We should be able to have a dialogue of who's doing this and who controls the media and who controls Hollywood, what's left of Hollywood, and who controls the military-industrial complex. We've got you know international crime cartels that are running the world. We do. International crime cartels. They're basically bad people. They really are. And they're Jewish, they're Russian, they're Italian, they're from every ethnic group you can possibly imagine. And they're tying themselves together with the drugs that are being brought in from Afghanistan. But why in the world can't we say we shouldn't have 60 Israeli dual citizens in Congress without being considered an anti-Semite? I'll say it this way. We shouldn't have 60 people from, we shouldn't have anybody in Congress as a dual citizen with anybody. That should be a prerequisite. Because the vast majority of the Jewish folks that are in Congress who are dual Israeli citizens are Democrats. Most of them are hardcore socialist communists. You know, most of them are just absolutely controlled via the Rothschild banking cartel. So why can't we point that out? I know that, you know, we've had several, you know, James Trafficking, Congressman Trafficking pointed it out. He ended up in prison for seven years. So we have to ask ourselves the question, why is this? And then also said it so succinctly a few months back. He said, find out who you can't criticize, you'll find out who rules you. So that's the key we have to look at here. We can't be anti-Semitic, we can't be anti-Christian, we can't be anti-Lutheran you know, Lutheran or anti-Protestant or anti-Presbyterian, but we have to look at what's going on and we've got to tell the truth on who's doing what. And you say, well, you can't be putting labels on everybody because everybody's not like that. Okay, then what do you want to say? How do we say this? They, 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 they believe there's a snake in a tree and they worship it. All right, It's a snake religion. I mean, what the heck is this? I mean, how do we not point that out? Okay, because they're all like that's a common denominator with a lot of these guys who are involved in this stuff. So it's a strange situation to be in. By the way, let's do a health article real quick before I get off and get myself into a deeper ditch here, real quick. A lot of people who end up with severe COVID nineteen have a reduced adaptive immune function, and what they don't realize is they don't their, their, their body doesn't clear the virus quickly, and they end up having to rely on you know more pro-inflammatory killing of the virus inside of their cells instead of you know, instead, which damages the healthy cells too. And so we need to realize there's certain nutrients that you have to have in your body in order to stay healthy all of the time. You have to have vitamin C. You have to have vitamin D, magnesium, zinc, selenium, potassium iodide. All of these things are absolutely critical. And when you take D3, make sure you take K2 with it. 
Melatonin is also very important. It has the ability to freely pass into any cell where it upregulates the NRF2 transcription, thereby boosting exogenous. It makes the antioxidants work better, is in other words, what it does. So all of this stuff is so important that you have these nutrients in high enough concentrations in your body. Because if you don't, you're going to have, if you come down with COVID, you're going to have a pretty hard fight. You really are. Because this thing's real. I've never told you COVID wasn't real. What I'm saying is, if you have a strong immune system, it's not that big of a deal. And why in the world should 98% of the population be put into draconian lockdown for the other 2% of the people who are primarily dying anyhow from comorbidities and other types of diseases that aren't even related to the COVID problem? Another, another article here. The bacteria in your intestines really infect, affect brain functioning and can even promote neurodegeneration. This is very, very important that you guys understand this portion of it. The intestines, the gut, are directly linked to the brain. This is done through the, how should I say, the energetic interface of the body in a multidimensional three state using DNA. All of it, you say, sometimes you get stressed out, you get, you start feeling it in your gut. Okay? You start having issues with your stomach. You start having problems with your brain. In fact, they found now that optimizing your gut flora is a key strategy to preventing Alzheimer's and a host of other chronic diseases. Guys, we have some of the best probiotics in the market at the Health Masters website. Really, really, really important that you take probiotics on a regular basis because if you don't, you know, your immune system will be directly affected. And I, I, that's why I really wanted to cover that today because if we don't have a really strong immune system, if we are exposed to something like the COVID, uh, it's going to create a really big problem for us. That's why I take probiotics on a regular basis because it really is that extra boost. This morning, I told Sharon, I said, I'm not feeling 100% right. So I'm going to go ahead and start taking some extra vitamin C today. So I took like 2,000, 3,000 milligrams of capsule vitamin C. Then I took another 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C first thing this morning to get my blood plasma levels of vitamin C up. Very important that we all stay super hydrated and have our vitamins at an optimal level right now with this COVID mess running around. Now I'm going to say something else that I said a few months ago. and I'm going to just reiterate it. There's a really high possibility and probably a very strong probability that they're going to release something else besides this current COVID that we have. The boys at Fort Detrick in the Wuhan laboratory and the laboratories they've got over there in China and Sierra Leone, not China, not Sierra Leone, Africa and Sierra Leone, they have stuff that's unbelievably dangerous and can wipe out large percentages of the population. They really do. And they can say it's all COVID. They got, they've got everybody so programmed to the point now that no matter what they release, they can say, we told you to wear masks, peasants. See what you did. Yep. They have, they've got us to that point now, guys, that they can release anything and they can blame it on COVID. I mean, the COVID was used for the, sending all of the mail-in ballots to completely hack this election. They actually used COVID for that. COVID could have been the psychop for this election hack. It could have been that too, guys. So realize they're not going to allow the entire world to shut down like they've done and put all of the cards on the table. See, the problem is you and I in Austin, a bunch of you guys, a bunch of you ladies, we're all waking up. We're waking up and we're going, wait a minute, we don't want to do this anymore. This isn't fun. 
and we're going to tell the truth. And all of a sudden they're like, uh-oh, now we've got to lock them back down again because the real patriots that are out there telling the truth are absolutely becoming empowered because of the new Gutenberg press, the Internet, that we designed to enslave them, but they're using it to get real information out. This is what we used to have in the United States before the Kabbalists took over the doggone press and the newspapers and the radio and the TV. We used to have absolute information that you could choose and select and make your own decisions instead of all lies through the CIA Operation Mockingbird, which is also run by the Kabbalists, who also sling the dope with the CIA. That's where we find ourselves now. So guys, stay frosty like we talk about. Realize, take your supplements every single day. It's so important. And realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Always remember that, guys. Continue to pray for us. We'll continue to pray for you. Thank you for your support. I love you guys. Austin, finish up. Yes, absolutely. And, I mean, and continue to remember when more and more lies and more and more propaganda comes out about this vaccine, because it is, it's rolling out wide open. I mean, it's, it's nonstop, and more people are waking up, but also they're seeing more people are also doubling down. We're going to take it. It's, it's okay. It's good for you. Remember when the anthrax vaccine came out and they tested it on the military first? I think it was some odd, what, over 35,000 soldiers died. You can do, do research on it. There's videos and articles and all kinds of stuff on it. I mean, there's like 30-plus thousand soldiers died from the anthrax vaccine. Talked to individuals that were in the military at the time. Back then, you know, they had been in that time, and some of them had refused to take it. And some of them were actually court-martialed over it for refusing to take the anthrax vaccine, even though why people were dropping dead left and right. And it was a big, giant experiment. That's what it was. Well, let's, let's see what this vaccine is going to do. We're going to do it on our GIs first. Now they're taking it a step further and saying, hey, let's see what this vaccine does on the general population. And like that said, what are they going to release next? Now they've already gotten everything geared up. How do we know this COVID vaccine isn't going to have massive viral shedding in the gen pop, the general population? You start having this this mutated form of COVID now starting to spread from viral shedding, like you see with the flu, like you see with the measles vaccine. It's very common. Viral shedding is not a joke. What's going to happen with this? Why are they pushing it so hard, and why is it such an aggressive propaganda piece to try to force people to get shot up with this sludge? Now you have state assembly member for Manhattan has now pushed forward, Linda Rosenthal has put forward Assembly Bill A11179 that will allow the state's Department of Health to mandate New Yorkers get a COVID shot. Mandatory. Now remember what happened with the measles and that ruling they did last year. They came in and said, if you don't have a measles shot, you basically can't really leave your home. We have a measles outbreak. And we later on find out there was no measles outbreak. The vast majority of the people that basically were coming down with the measles had actually been vaccinated with the measles, and they were having symptoms from the vaccine. vast majority of people that actually contracted measles had the shot. Very few people that were unvaccinated actually can contracted measles. Why? Because measles is a very normal virus to contract when you're a child. Measles chicken pox. I've had them. I had them when I was a kid. You build life-term immunity. Why do you need a shot for it? Why do you need a vaccine for chicken pox? That's another one. I mean, really? Because it makes billions of dollars a year, of course, 
and increases the adverse events and also causes more children to go into the medical industrial complex for the rest of their life due to the huge side effects that are incurred for years down the road from the just plethora of shots they get injected with. Don't believe me all the way if you don't want to. Do your own research on it. Do the background on these vaccines and what they actually have in them. What's in your vaccine? Very, very important question, just like they asked in Australia. Billboard was taken down just a few days later. Why don't they want you to ask questions, and why don't they want you to speak the truth? Why is YouTube banning almost every single video that talks about vaccines right now or questions vaccines? Why is Facebook taking down anything that's talking about vaccines? Why do you have assembly members like this Linda Rosenthal who's putting forward a mandated COVID vaccine bill for New York? Why are they so forced to, why are they so bent on trying to force us to do this? Well, again, it's compliance. Majority of people have shown they're willing to do anything they're told to do out of no, no realism, no facts, and no nothing. Simply, you're told to do it, you do it. Don't be a sheep. Ask questions. If you decide that's something you want to do, that's your personal choice and make it on your own choice. But don't do something because somebody tells you you have to do it. Never. Consent is very important, my friends. Thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Thank you for getting this information out there, spreading the truth, forwarding the show, sending some of the articles we put on the website, just waking people up the best you can right now because it's more important, probably now more than ever, that we continue to wake people up and get the truth out there as the censorship has gone, you know I mean, full-blown atomic. I mean, it's, it's, it's nonstop now. The censorship is not going to stop. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And that means we have to fight even harder to get this truth out there. So thank you for the support. Healthmasters.com. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website, The Superfood Complete, on sale right now for 25% off product of the week. The Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale. Lots of specials. Check it out. If you need anything, give us a call. We still answer our phone. We're not going to send you to the Philippines to get on a phone booth or a, you know, a call center. Just call us up. We're down here in Florida if you got any questions. Thank you for the support. Healthmasters.com. Stay sharp. Stay awake. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.